Boker Tov, it's been a while since we have uh, studied Tehillim, but now we're back in action after a nice long break from the city of, from, uh, sorry, to go to the city of David. That was, the break was to go to Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, to the city of David in Shilamo. So we had some uh, extra inspiration. There is, um, it was uh, an amazing, amazing experience. And, and now we're Zohar to have Yaakov with us also. We also had the Kiddushat Eretz Yisrael. So we have a robe of Kiddushat Eretz Yisrael here. So let's get back into the words of David. And hopefully uh, we'll understand them in a new light. Mizmor Lamed He. It's the 35th Mizmor of Tehillim. A psalm of prayer in which the, the David beseeches God to actively protect and defend him against his many enemies. Sounds like a typical Mizmor. Uh, the one thing that I notice in the Mizmor is the common use of the word Shoah, which means like... Uh, Salvation, no? No, Shoah means, uh, uh, means like... A, right oh, oh, wow. I didn't know everybody is coming. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Where were you, Dubai? Okay. I'm amazing. He said to me, we don't let you here without the next baby. You guys, I wasn't away for a year. Okay. It was six weeks, seven weeks. Okay. So we are in these more 35. The word Shoah is used, and the word Shoah means like a destruction or... or um, where hey, uh, you'll see, you'll see. No, no, Yeshua is a different word. Here. Uh, does it, uh, oh, here on the bottom, huh? Is this the same modern, modern tongue as it as they use today for Shoah? It's, uh, I don't know, look, whenever people coined terms in the, in the 20th century, a lot of the terms that were coined for anything were taken out of Tanakh because they were they're establishing the language. Darkness. Uh, no, calamity. Calamity is good. Okay? So, Le David, a psalm by David, for David, in honor of David, whatever Le David means. Lord, fight against my enemies and do, and fight on my, do my battles. Battle my battles for me. In Hebrew, you very often have Licham et Lohamai. Fight. My the lochamai are probably the people who are doing battle against me. Okay, so lecham et lochamai do battle against the people who are doing battle against me. Pasuk bet hachazek magen betzina hold the shield and armor vekuma beaisrati and get up to protect me. So right now we're studying. We continue to study the story of. Uh, David Amelech and Shemuel Aleph So it's a very nice parallel Because we see all the situations In which David would be saying such a thing Very often the enemies he's ha- he has Are not enemies of uh, Pilishdim It's talking about internal enemies David, David had a con- continuous struggle Of having conti- of enemies within and While himself. he was uh, he had, he had, uh, David is the most complex character But um, what's interesting about David, the, the beauty of David's character is we saw it in yesterday's uh, Navi podcast in which he says he's running away from Shaul and as he's running away from Shaul, the Pilishtim go to a place called Ke'ilah, which is a Jewish city. And what does David say? He has his 300 men or 600 men, I forgot how many, that are, that are his followers 
And he says, let's go save the Jews in Keilah. And they say to him, in Mephorash and the Psukim, they say to him, what are you doing? We're running away from Shaul right now. We're already fearing for our lives. What are we doing going to save the other Jews? And, and David says, no, we have to go. We have to save them. And they go and they save them. Meaning, there's something about David's character that he was so, he had so much, uh, in modern terms, called misirut nefesh for the Jewish people that even when he was being chased by enemies within or without, he was still looking for opportunities to save the Jews, which is a fascinating thing about his character. But at the same time, he was also always very stressed out and there was a lot of uh, st- stress in his life. Okay, so these are the tefillot. Pasuk Gimel. Bring out your spear and block in front of the ones who chase me. And say to me, say to me, meaning Hashem, remind me that you are my salvation so I could feel confidence again. Maybe you could say this is very similar to whenever I will see, I think maybe in today's class, <clears throat> we're going to see that he says, he turns to the Urim um, Tumim and he asks God for permission to go to war. So it's a very common thing for unlike, a person, unlike King, unlike King Shaul, who didn't ask, who, uh, who didn't want to ask. But uh, he asks the permission to go to war, which is like a, a thing of, of he, he needs reass- being, to be reassured. And it's very, very understandable for someone in David's position to need to be reassured. Okay? So he said, please take out your spear. Usgor likratrof. And now what, this word usgor is an interesting one. Because we see it a lot throughout Tanakh. Usgor. What does uh, usgor mean? So uh, a sigor could either be a weapon... So take out your chanit, take out your spear and your other weapon and come up against my enemies. But what I think... It doesn't come from the same word that's like close, sagur. I think that's what it comes from. I think we have a pasuk in the Torah. It says, Lo taskir eved el adonav. Do not... What does that mean? Lo taskir eved el adonav. Do not take a slave, a runaway slave, and return him to his master. But the word they use is lo taskir. Meaning, do not close him off into his master's domain. See, what you do is you take the, the slave, you chuck him back into the property of the master, and you block him from coming back out, so right? Okay, from running away. So, like so usgor would be, in this case, is take out your, your, um, your, your spear, and usgor likrat rodafai means close the distance to my enemies. It's a very interesting usage of the word, but uh, I think that's what the, the peshat is of that word, okay? Let those who seek my life be ashamed and be uh, dishonored, all the people who want to kill me. It's another word that's used very often. means to fall back. When an enemy, when, a, when a, one army pushes another, another an enemy back in battle, that's called nesiga, to pull them back, achor. Another interesting thing, that word yisogu, um, whenever a commentary, like let's say one rabbi, wants to write a commentary on another book in which he criticizes the words of the book, what do you call it? What is the perush of the ra'avad called on Rambam? Anyone know? Hasagot ha'ra'avad. Hasagot means the catchings of the ra'avad in which he took the direction that the Rambam was going and he tried to pull him back meaning he tried to catch him okay so it's almost ne- to catch a, a nasig is to catch up to something 
lasig would be to, I guess, catch up to something. Nisiga achora means to be pushed back in battle, typically. And you also have the word hasagot haravad, which would be to catch something and pull it back before it gets away with what it's trying to say. Right? He's trying to make this point. Uh, no, 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 not so fast. There is a, you're missing a gemara somewhere here that you're misinterpreting. So that would be called hasagot, okay? Pasuk heh. Let them be like chaff in the wind. And who is the one scattering them around? The messenger of God. Meaning, God, I want your agent, let's say the wind, to be the, or the angel, to be the one blowing them away, blowing my enemies away. So say in, in, uh, in the end of the, the Amidah. Oh, that's one of the, it's one of the things in the Elohim sword that not every Pisidur has. I, I never said it. Right, you ever see that? Some Pisidur don't have it. I never, whenever growing up, my Siddur never had it, so every time I see it in the thing, I skip it, because I'm not used to saying it. But, uh, right, good, good catch. Okay, what is motz, by the way? Kemotz? Motz would be like chaff, so whenever they had wheat, chaff, chaff would be the, would be like the, the, the shell of the wheat, right? So when you want, a, when you want wheat, you, you need to, and get it out of its shell So what they would do Is they would take it And they would grind the wheat And then they would grind it Now all of when In the process of grinding the, the chaff Which would be the outer layer That was not edible Would loosen Outside the thing And it would kind of fall But now it's all one big pile Of kernels of wheat And their chaff Is all mixed into the middle Now how do you Get rid of the chaff Throw it in the air The wind blows the Exactly air. You take all the wheat You throw it in the air The wheat itself Is heavier than the chaff so the chaff, the second you throw in the air, the chaff gets blown away and the wheat falls back down into your bag. That's actually one of the Melechot on Shabbat. It's called? <laughs> no, it's not Tanufa. It's uh, not Harkada. It's, it's like uh, Ziri. It's Ziriya, I think. Um, uh, look up in the Rambam Hilchot Shabbat, Perak uh, Zain. Look it up. He goes through. It's, it's one of the ones in the middle. It's, it's not hard. It's the one next to Harkada. I forgot the the thing, but if someone wants to look it up, you could see it. Okay. What do you want to go? Rambam, Hilchot uh, Shabbat, Perek Zayin. Okay. All right. Yehidar kam choshech v'chalak lakot malach anoyin rodefam. Their their path should be darkness and slippery, and God shall chase and the the messenger of God shall chase them. So the same. A uh, messenger of God who's blowing them away He's will also chase them. And why do I have the zechut that God is on my side? Why do I have the zechut that God protects me and is chasing them on my behalf? Okay. For without cause they have laid their trap for me, and without cause they have dug pits to, to get to my soul. Yeah, the one who is being uh, persecuted, the one who the injustice is being committed against, is the one that God defends because God is a just God. So David, in his tefillot, is always framing himself as the victim, which he was, because of uh, that's how he earns the the protection of Boreolam. Let calamity come upon him unaware. In a way that he won't know And let the net that he laid ensnare him 
and he will plunge into that calamity. This is a theme we've seen, and there are two themes in this pasuk that we've seen uh, throughout Tehillim. One of them we've seen a lot, and one of them we've seen a little bit also. The second part of the pasuk in which it says that the net that they trapped, so catch him. We've seen that maybe in four or five in other prakim in, 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 uh, in the Tehillim. That the, the, that the, enemy, falls the enemy falls in his own trap. Now, there's something, I think there's a lot of depth to that pasuk. Because I don't think that's limited to just a tefillah that David has. I think Borei Olam created the world in a way in which, in which there is that tendency. That, that tendency that, that the evil people, they fall into the traps that they laid. For example... It's a perfect example. For example, you know what it, it would be like? The, the, the you know what it would be like? Yeah, Haman is a perfect example. But I think... I think Boreolam built it into, the, into like the political nature of things. So you'll have, let's say, a city. And then the mayor, for whatever reason, he's partners with crime, right? And he makes, he makes friends with the mafia within the city. And he lets the mafia do whatever, he want, whatever they want. And there's full of crime and everything. Now, one, one day, the mayor's son is going for a walk with his girlfriend in the city. And one of these mafias come and mug them. Now, whose fault is that? That's his father's now. thing and, and you see And I think Boreola makes the world In a way in which That tends to happen In which When people Do evil Defund the police, And they think That, that they're not sense. That they're not going To get away with it In the long run When people do evil The evil comes around Somehow That same evil That they did Will come around To get them get So I think Boreola made the world That way Now When it says Let calamity fall upon him That they don't know what does that mean? I think there's another element that, that Bezat Hashem should be true in that very often the evil people, they think they're going on their way and the way they're living their life, nobody's ever going to catch them and not, no scandal's ever going to reach them. And you see with like politicians that they think that the, the world is, uh, is, is never going to find out all of the evil that they're committing. And then one day, something happens and without even realizing their whole, their whole thing falls apart because of the evils they committed. You see it a lot with uh, politicians when they get involved in sexual scandals. Where in the one day, like uh, who is the governor of New York, I think? Uh, Cuomo. One day they're the, about to be the, the president of the United States and everybody loves them, they're the king of things. The next day, there's nothing left of them. And, and what, what people don't realize, what people who do rishut, what do evil don't realize, is that they're very bad at predicting the long the long range of the, the ramifications of their actions. Borei Olam knows the long range. People who have wisdom and Torah in their minds, they see the, the, the long-term effects of the actions that they do. But when you're evil, you're always typically more focused on the now. Yeah, Eat and drink today. I want to see today. Not exactly. In 20, 20 so, I don't think that they don't think And then all of a sudden... I, don't think they, I think they think that it's they're a... It cannot happen to them. They're above, right. they're above the law. And then all of a sudden, they don't realize that the foundation of the building they built has a lot of cracks in it. And it could all come tumbling down very quickly. So in this pasuk, you have two of these elements. When it says, all of a sudden, the calamity will befall them that they don't even realize. Whoa, I didn't realize that the, all this evil was leading me in this direction. And now I'm stuck in a pit. And then they will fall into the traps. And how do they fall? They fall into the traps that they laid. The evil that they did is what comes around to bite them. Okay, my soul will, will find joy in God. 
tasis bishuato will be happy in his salvation. With one more pasuk, kal atzmotai tomarna, and then all of my bones will say, Adonai micha mochagar, who is like you? Matzila ani mechazak mimenu, who saves the poor from he who is stronger than him, who saves the poor from he who is stronger than the ani, the ani the avion migozelo, and he saves the poor and the needy from he who steals from him. Uh, and we'll pause there. It's a beautiful pasuk. We say it in the Nishmat Kolchai of uh, the way God runs the world, that he favors the, the needy. Now, it's not, it's not obvious. What is Kal Atzmotai? Is my, my bones are light? Kal Atzmotai? No, it's, it's another word for all of my, all of my bones. It's the same thing as Kol. Why do we say it over here? I know Shabbat, uh, look, at the, uh, look at the Radak. I think he addresses it. Um, it's I don't know. I think it's just a Masoret. I think I think it's just a Misorah they have. That this is this is how this pasuk is read. Oh, a lot of people don't know because there is specifically called. There is one more in Tanakh that the Radak. Bring, look at the Radak. There are two things I want to look up. It's the Rambam, uh, the seventh parak. So we could find out which one was the thing. And there is a Radak on the word Kalat Matai Tomarna as the Zmanim Shabbat. I remember from Here. Yeah, that's the one. Ziriya. Ziriya means throwing the thing, the Zayn Resh Yud It means throwing the chaff, the weed into the air and watching the chaff get blown away. Humanitarian aid. Okay. Baruch Adonai Lalam. Amen, amen.